Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. 608, good morning. We're in the saddle. Glad you're with us for the ride across the fruited plains. From local news to state news to national news to in the international scene. We'll be covering it all. Stephanie Bell wearing her red ahead of Friday. And I was wearing red yesterday, too. I know too. you were. I know. And I'm frozen, Hannah. You're frozen? <laughs> On the video screen. Oh, great. Hey, what she's else, frozen. What else could go wrong this morning? Uh, with, uh, John Marsh, everything good in your world? Super fantastic. Happy 87th birthday to KWAS. How about that? Wow, 87 years. Can you imagine broadcast? How many stations in America have been broadcasting for 87 years? That, There's quite a few. If you know, the, the old thing was the three-letter W calls. Yeah, yeah that's like true. KWS started out as WOS. That was some. That that was the legacy stuff wow. back in the day. Holy cow, 87 years. So when did that start? What year was that? Late 1930s. The 30s. Wow. John was there for it all. And there, there we go. Yeah, John, yeah, helped build the antenna. Yeah. For many years, the longest serving Cardinals affiliate until things got moved to the FM across Holy the hall. God. More than the mighty Mox in the, to the east of us? Yep. Yeah. Even more so than KMOX. Wow. There's Brian Houseworth. It's uh, it's good to see good you. Good morning. It's good to see you. And yes, happy birthday to KWS. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have a story up later this morning on the website. And uh, I just, uh, Steve Moore sent me a lot of pictures. There was a, you know, the whistle stop campaign that Harry Truman ran against Thomas Dewey, the governor of New York in 1948. Huge election. It's a famous picture where Truman's got the newspaper. It says Dewey defeats Truman. But in that whistle stop campaign in June of 1948, Harry Truman came to Jefferson City and gave a presidential speech on the back of a train. <laughs> KWS carried it live. And actually, you can see, which I don't think you could even do that today. The president, when he's giving his speech, he was president at the time there is a kws microphone and a kws yeah. huge wow wow uh, wow uh, like i mean right there no other media like I mean, an I- that's an iconic picture it is yeah, i'll have yeah, that yeah. i'll have that on the oh, website i can't wait to yeah, see that that's, that's tremendous great. well we continue to await uh, a response from the biden administration to the uh the drone attack a misidentified as a returning u.s drone to tower 22 over in jordan uh, happened Sunday, and uh, we still await an attack. If I had the crickets chirping hot button, I'd play it, but I don't have that. Lloyd Austin appears uh, after his recovery from surgery yesterday with the Secretary General, reading a very unimpassioned statement. Sad to see that. Well, we are we are we regret the loss of the three uh, service members. We're glad you're here, Secretary General. He's reading this. He's reading this. Unbelievable. Awful. It's just, it's unbelievable. And I'm sure Stephanie will have more to say on the Daily DC Rundown at 625. 635, Chris Arps joins us. We'll see what his take is on the goings-on, uh, especially in the state. And um, as the Senate uh, con- reconvened yesterday, after some jockeying on and off the airwaves over the weekend and last week, and of course, uh, people losing their parking spots and their committee chairmanship and their committee uh, uh, settings. So uh, th- there's tons going on. There um, and um, what? What is? What is this? What? What do I hear? What do I hear? What do I? What? It, Hannah, are you? Not me. What? Let the music what? Who is that? It's Lionel Richie. But... I know, but what, yeah. what, what song is this? I'm, let me. There's got to be something. Who's piping this in? What? 
What is this? I think that might be the Freedom Caucus. <laughs> I think it is. I think they've assumed control. Here it comes. Here it comes. Come on and sing well, that's just having a little fun because they're still going on in the, the Missouri Senate. The senators are having long. a little fun. The senators are partying. Tell us what's going on, Stephanie. Uh, I don't think they're having fun, and I would would disagree <laughs> that the Freedom Caucus is in control. Um, they are filibustering, for, uh, certainly, um, and have just been reading books all night long, some rather boring books. One of the um, senators read for three and a half hours... According yes. to our friend Scott Vaughn. So we're going to back up a little bit. So if you recall, Kayla Rowden said, hey, what we're going to do, you're going to approve the gubernatorial appointments. I'm going to refer all the bills to committee and, you know, that that's going to be the trade and we're going to move forward. Um, that's a path forward for everybody. You get what you want. We get what we want and we're going to go. And so yesterday or last week, Kayla Rowden yep. referred all the bills. All of them. Um, all of them, maybe the most that's ever been referred in one day. It was 500, I think. A lot. It was incredible. And, and because the Freedom Caucus said, we're not going to go first. So he said, here we go. I'll refer the bills. And then yesterday they had their initiative petition hearing. Um, uh, uh, is it local government? It's not local government. It's like elections. Anyway, hmm. they had their hearing. They heard the initiative. Petition many bills, bills, right? Yeah, yeah. Many bills. Um, and so when they got to the floor, they thought, all right. You got what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Let's do these appointments. The, the, the wheels of government are rolling, just like the Freedom Caucus wanted. We're debating the bills. The and, urgency is there. I and think we, we've got a flat tire on the wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we heard we heard from Senator Rowden. I think you heard from maybe Nick Shore. Like, we don't have a problem with anybody on the appointment slate, so that's not the issue. It's just we want the IP stuff done. Nick Shore told me Saturday, I said, Nick, what's wrong with the gubernatorial appointments? Is there a problem? He said, well, there was some misinformation about one person, but that got clear up so we really don't have a problem we don't have a nick shore told me that on air well they there was some more misinformation apparently because last night so then they said we're going to give you some of the appointments but not all of them Mm -hmm. so um so there was i think there was a couple of amendments offered one i believe it was senator moon has a problem with former senator hageman being appointed to the um highway Highway commission and so he said i want to pull that one off and vote it separately um that failed and then eigel i think had a separate slate that was you know something other than the full slate and that failed i believe eight people voted in favor of that um which is slightly, I think, one or two people that aren't necessarily in the Freedom Caucus. Um, that failed, and so I think they're trying to get back to a vote of the full slate, um, and the Freedom Caucus is not wanting to do that, so instead uh, they've spent all night uh, reading books. They're doing and- reports of standing committees right now, but uh, it's just, again, the Democrats are... Um, they are taking advantages. John Rizzo gave a press conference last week where he basically told the Capitol Press Corps that Republicans cannot govern and progressives retweeted it. Retweeted. You probably saw uh, Stephanie, Laura Burkhart, Piper, you name it, these people on Twitter. And, and it wasn't just it was lawmakers, too. They retweeted it. So the Democrats are using this to say, look, these Republicans can't govern. So it is... Um, Caleb Brown's got his hands full right now. And by the way, the Freedom Caucus did put out a release yesterday, did again call for Caleb Brown's resignation as pro tem. They did. And uh, Cindy O'Loughlin. Who who did that? It was it was, it was on the Freedom Caucus. Caucus. Well, okay, they've been doing that anyway. But I mean, it was. I thought they were. I thought they were going to move beyond that, but apparently not. Um, no, they may be, maybe they'll withdraw that. I. It's just. It's there's no end in sight. Clearly. 
and uh, it's going to throw everything off today, too. Senator Travis Fitzwater posted on his Twitter account at 4.15 this morning, listing off some of the books that have been read on the Senate floor so far. Uh, he said, <coughs> Darwin's Black Box. And then in parentheses, he put, basically, evolution is dumb. Uh, number two was a book on Ireland, and number three, whatever Mike Moon read. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm norm. I'm, uh, some of the textures are not going to like this, but there's a time to take sides, and I take the side of avoiding the appearance in the party that represents my ideals, looking like a bunch of children in the playground on the fifth grade. This is ridiculous. My understanding is that if the gubernatorial point, that there was an agreement that if Mr. Rowden, Senator Rowden, would would refer those to committee, that the gubernatorial appointments would be would be passed. This to me is nonsense. I want someone. I'm begging. We've got to get someone from the Freedom Caucus to say what the hell's going well, they're, on. They're this there. is ridiculous. I mean, they, they're all up and they're all uh, whoever. This, you this wanna, looks childish. Whoever you want to get on, I'm sure would come this on. This looks petulant. I'm well, sorry. Well, Caleb well, Rowden has delivered what they wanted. The wheels, the, get your committees going, do what you're supposed to do, do the work. Well, and they're, I think it's going to come to a close because if you recall, so I, Scott Fawn tweeted out, and I haven't checked the calendar this morning, but there is another committee meeting scheduled for 10 a.m. that's supposed to hear more initiative petition bills. So they are going to have to decide, do we let the committee hearing go or do we keep reading books? Because they, nothing happens, right? The committees don't go on separately. No, they can't. No. They can't. And, then, uh, and then also, you know, they've got their protest party thing today their their event where they've invited oh, people to right. come protest yeah. so of course they're going to break for that so at what point do they I, I, so i don't know i mean I, I think all bets are off if you want to listen um of course after our show you can tune into the senate live um but no uh, i you know i tuned in a couple times last night and i just heard uh random book readings and also so, posted on the wake up in missouri facebook page right now uh, a question if you were a senator who wanted to filibuster what book would you force everyone to listen to as you read aloud until 3 a.m.? And I really think to follow up on Stephanie's point, I am not optimistic this is going to end because they have just, if you go to senate.mo.gov, I checked this morning when I got in, this has all been updated since I came in this morning, virtually every Senate committee hearing has been canceled. Oh. The Senate Select Committee on Empowering Missouri Parents, Senator Trent, 8 o'clock canceled. Okay, well, has to do with well. enrollment. Tax policy canceled. Agriculture canceled. Thank you, Freedom Caucus. Everything. Uh, the know, only one that may go is the IP bills that says we will exec. That's still scheduled to go right now, but if they're filibustering, they can't really do that. That sounds really productive. Thank you to the Missouri Freedom Caucus members. Uh, well, uh, we heard Senator Rizzo just the other day just, just gloating along with Democratic leadership over this about what a perceived mess it all is petulant <clears throat> well, childishly good word childishly sulky or bad tempered quote he was moody and petulant close quote i'm sorry this is this is inexcusable well and john rizzo to, to, to i think it's worth reiterating the democrats basically are telling their constituents and progressives retweeted but it was not just progressives reporters also covered it and it, it is news that he said it john rizzo is saying the republicans cannot govern in jefferson city and um and and again we thought this was going to be behind them but apparently it's not and there is going to be the rally today in in the afternoon as well shannon text at five seven three eight seven four ninety three ninety i agree with you randy they're acting like a bunch of kids sandy says oh my gosh this is ridiculous uh alan says these people gotta 
got to go. It's time for these people to do their jobs. And it's getting to the point where, I mean, this is this is not going to end well in terms of policy. If I mean, maybe not this session, <laughs> but this election could really, people could turn tail on the Republicans, all of them. They could. Sadly. I mean, there's, there's some closer state legislative seats that I think if you, um, that, it, you know, if it continues like this, could be in jeopardy. Wow. John, do you recall anything like this ever on either side of the aisle as you've covered uh, Jefferson City politics? Well, we've seen, you know, we've seen lengthy filibusters time and time again. But it was more the exception than the rule with the conservative slash freedom caucus. It's just doing business on an almost weekly basis with this. Wow, man. And I guess I don't know. Can't we all agree that one principle that should stand is, by golly, if there are two people wanting something, each in their own respective courts, and one party gives the other party what they expressed that they wanted, the other party, it's incumbent on them to come by and give a little bit. Or if you have a problem with the gubernatorial appointments, tell us what they are, and we can this, work it out. Yeah, this is... Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen in the Senate, we have our eye on you. We're very disappointed, and we're not alone. The, the the listeners to this program, who will be your supporters, are not. They're watching you. They're watching you. Back with the Daily DC Rundown when we come back. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. A doctor and a lawyer walk into a bar. And hilarity ensues. This is Wake Up in Missouri. of special operators, drone operators, and others in the Middle East is they're still going after ISIS and keeping a boot on their neck so they don't hit us here. But, you know, right now they're sitting ducks uh, for Iran and their militias. Three fallen soldiers waiting for a response. Stephanie Bell, Daily DC Rundown. What's up? Waiting for a response. We heard from the Biden administration yesterday there would be a response. We don't know what that is. And, of course, we're hearing more about um, the drone strike itself and how it occurred and what went wrong. Um, At first, I think there was some... It, we kind of heard maybe there was confusion and they thought it was a U.S. drone and it wasn't. And then I'm hearing this morning maybe that our drone was coming in at the same time this drone. And so we didn't it didn't somehow it kind of snuck in behind it, essentially. And we didn't it didn't set off the right flags. So um, either way, we need to figure that out because uh, we have to be able to protect our service members. But thankfully, there are a lot of people people getting gender affirming care in the Apparently. military. I mean, that's. They have their eye on the right prize in the military. Thankfully, also, Biden is headed south, but not to the border. Like he, to the Antarctic? Oh, no. He's, go, he's uh, you know, <laughs> you would think in, with with what's currently going on, maybe he'd go down to the border. But nope, he's going to Florida. Uh, he's like back on another vacation. No, he's on a fundraising trip today. Um, but, you know, he spent a lot of time on vacation and in sunny places. And we seem to have a lot of uh, really important things that he, you know, should be addressing or uh, overseeing, um, but nope, he's going to go uh, do, you remember, do some fundraising. Do you remember when they were raising Cain about how much golf 
Donald Trump was doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. We, we need to look up a comparison of how many days on the job Trump versus Biden. You know, you know? when you swing a big stick, I think you can take some days <laughs> off. I think it's when you're not uh, yeah. that we that I have more concerns. <laughs> um, and so I didn't really have that many concerns about Trump um, <laughs> golfing. Also, uh, today we are expected um, to get a vote out of Illinois. Illinois election board is meeting and mm. considering whether to kick Trump off the ballot. Um, of course, we've already got the decision out of Colorado and Maine, um, and that is headed to the Supreme Court. Now, the Illinois State Board of Elections, the way it's appointed, it apparently has four Democrats and four Republicans. And if there is um, a tie, they need a majority. So if there's a tie and the effort fails, Trump's name remains on the ballot. So it's so likely won't go anywhere. I don't know. It's Illinois. <laughs> Are there real Republicans yeah, in Illinois? Illinois? I don't Republican know. Republican or real Republican? Are I, we in any any uh, you know shape to judge other states right now? <laughs> we don't have standing to no. criticize other Republicans. That is really tough. Well, we're also seeing um, more stuff in the courts. Uh, we are expecting um, maybe the decision about the uh, judgment in the Judge Ingeron case and Trump's fraud case that should be coming down any day. Some folks are speculating it might be today. I also saw. A tweet from the attorney general yesterday that again that big missouri v biden case that started i think when eric schmidt was the attorney general um the big tech case oh yeah that's going before the supreme court march 18th collusion so, with tech to correct yeah, right, correct yeah. so um a lot going on still in the courts and we're uh keeping an eye on that and then also um whether or not we'll actually get a border bill done now mike johnson is saying this whole senate deal is doa when it comes to the house uh so it's looking less and less likely leticia james up in New York keeps raising the amount of damages, right? Yes. And the judge could potentially bring the whole Trump business model down, right? Potentially. The whole deal. Potentially. Well, and if you saw the judgment last week, why wouldn't you keep raising yeah. the number? Oh, yeah. And there's some sound on that, too. Chris Arp's coming up. I'm sure he'll have some things to say. And a campaign announcement at 710 with John Potter. Stay there. Miss some of the show? Check out our 390eagle.com. Six thirty-six. Welcome back to Wake Up Mid Missouri. I'm Randy Tobler, along with Stephanie Bell. Good morning, Mr. John Marsh. Good morning. Celebrating his eighty-seventh birthday. Uh, no, the KWOS eighty-seventh <laughs> birthday. Wow. And uh, producer Hannah. Hello. Who has our monitors working now? That's great. We're, we're thankful for that. All is good. I'm glad that I could save your day, Grumpy Pants. I came, <laughs> I came in and the monitors were dark. It's like a day without the sunshine, which we saw a lot of yesterday. Literally, John, Randy is sitting in his half of the studio panicking over the two TV monitors not being on. And I said, have you tried to hit the power button? <laughs> well, there you go. Well, no. No. Where's, where's the TV remote? I'm like, you can push the button on the tv i have learned when in someone else's home this is the this This is is your home no this is the domicile (laughs) no 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 no. when it comes to tech this is your home the people from from tech our tech and, and engineers own all of the technology i don't touch that I don't want people walking into my office and start picking up my stethoscope. They're, I don't touch things. They're that aren't typically mine. okay with you, like yeah. touching the power button. I, I'm but. respectful. I'm respectful, and so is Chris Arps, who's going to read as he emulates the senators. Uh, will it be Doc, Mr. Doctor Seuss? What are you going to be reading this morning, Chris Arps? Welcome in. 
I don't know. How's everybody doing? I, we're, I'm frustrated, man. I'm, I used, <laughs> Randy's cranky this morning. Well, I use the word petulant. I use the word petulant. Uh, That's what appears to be happening in the Senate. What are your, what's your take as the senators are still reading and delaying any progress? Well, it's, it's very frustrating because this is an election year, and uh, we really weren't expecting a lot to get done. But there's a lot of important issues that are uh, in front of us, IP reform, sports betting, other things. And it's uh, frustrating that those things are, are not getting done. Are you taking any sides given? Now, look, the, the way I unpack all of this is, Initially, there, the the Freedom Caucus was saying, not enough urgency, where are the bills, we're three weeks into this thing, this was two weeks ago, nothing's happening, blah, 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 okay, and and they were holding up gubernatorial appointments because bills weren't getting referred, right? Factually true? Right. Okay. Caleb, true. Caleb Rowden says, enough of this, I've had it, and he pulls the pin on the grenade and takes a few of the members off their chairmanship and committee seats and uh, parking. I can't believe they're making a <laughs> row over parking spots, really. And then and then um, and then on Thursday, in the way I view as an olive branch, he says, OK, I'm referring all 500 bill, however many. I'm, they're all out there. Go get to work. And they haven't. They're not acting on the gubernatorial appointments. And on my show Saturday morning, Chris, Nick Schroer, our good friend, Nick told me there weren't any substantive problems with the gubernatorial appointments, at least from his perspective and from the caucus. I think he was speaking from the caucus. So what's the problem? Well, Senator Mike Moon is not a member of the Freedom Caucus, but he uh, attempted to join and uh, was not uh, was not not allowed to join. So maybe he is uh, maybe he's auditioning uh, for the Freedom Caucus. You know, the thing that's really uh, not surprising, but kind of. Uh, upsetful, I guess, for lack of better words, is that Senator Mike Moon is holding up this latest appointment not because he's unqualified or or any other problem with it. It seems that there's a beef between them, and that is the reason he is he is holding up the Senate. Uh, I think that goes against what the Freedom Caucus was standing for. They wanted to, to uh, hold up things because of substance, substantive matters, and uh, this doesn't seem very substantive. This seems like a, a personal beef more than anything. Well, I don't know. I mean, at, at some point, I think the voters, especially the Republican voters in this state, are going to say, you know, we, we're we we're done with it. And, and I'm afraid independent voters are going to say we're done with it. Well, and Mike Moon sat down, and then now Hoskins, I think, is currently up, but Shore was doing it for a while. So, I mean, this is a Freedom Caucus filibuster. They can't deny that. Wow. Uh, yeah. John John Marsh, you've been following this for a while. Your take, uh, your question for Chris. Well, Chris, maybe you remember back in, I think it was 2016, when the Democrats, like, almost broke the record with their, like, almost 40-hour filibuster. So I guess what I'm getting at with this, man, there's nothing new under the sun when the filibusters kick in in the Senate. And like Randy said, I think a lot of people, the Joe Lunch Bucket, are just, just getting fed up with it all. I think they are, too. But, you know, the, the, the Freedom Caucus appeals to the... MAGA base, and the MAGA base is very vocal, and they are hearing uh, support from some uh, county committees, central committees around the state, and I think if you kind of live in a, in a wind tunnel or the, the kind of thing, and you think that all of these people are behind you because they're a, a vocal minority, then you continue this. I, I've always said I think this is going to be a very interesting strategy you have for these members that are running statewide for statewide office. It's going to be a very interesting strategy to filibuster and hold up everything in the Senate 
and then tell the voters in November, hey, vote for me. I'm going to get things done and uh, work with the people. It's a very interesting strategy. We will see if that works. Well, and I thought the showdown yes, last week was let's get these bills referred to committee and heard in committee. And what we're hearing this morning is because of the filibuster, they've been forced to cancel all the committee meetings. What the heck? Yeah, and I think this comes down to, and both sides have said this, it's really not a question of policy, even though the Freedom Freedom uh, Caucus says this. This is a clash of personalities more than anything. Uh, you know how the legislature is. You've got a bunch of type A personalities up there, and uh, everybody wants things the, their way. But also those type A personalities will not be bullied. And I think when you have those two scenarios together, uh, you're going to have this type of, of gridlock. Look, I, I, you know, Abraham Lincoln said a house divided will not stand. And we're seeing much division within the Republican Party right now. And that that bothers me for November. Playing right into the hands of the Democrats. They're loving it. They're watch. They're just standing in the car, uh, corner watching the, the Republican conference just essentially self-immolate. I mean, they might as well pour gas on themselves, <laughs> meta- metaphorically, yeah. and, and, and light a match to it. It's ridiculous. Uh, exactly. I mean, I listen, I've been listening to the, the Senate debate, you know, the seven, eight-hour debate, and there's not a Democrat doesn't say a word <laughs> the entire time. I'm getting a, a text here, a private text from an elected Uh-oh. official in mid-Missouri that says they don't represent all MAGA supporters. Well, that's and I think that's, I think that's true. That's I, well, I think that's true. They may they may. I, I don't know. Look, in the latest poll, we covered the the latest um, poll that uh, who who was that poll from, Stephanie? That where where Bill Igel was oh, polling was, at four percent. Remington. It was most okay. out. Yeah. Well, if you're polling at four percent, granted, fifty some odd percent undecided. Do you maybe misperceive? And this is with all due respect to Bill Igel. Maybe you misperceive how much support there really is for you in terms of broad based support. Maybe you need some counseling on self awareness. <laughs> Well, Ooh. doctor, I tell you, though, you know, Bill Igel was polling at 4% in that poll, but with all of the national attention the Freedom Caucus has gotten, Bill has been on some national TV shows. Uh, maybe they're looking at this uh, to bolster Bill Igel's uh, uh, name recognition. It can't hurt. Okay. I think it's frustrating more in that, like, I think on a lot of the policy issues, like, I would agree with many of the policy positions taken by the Freedom Caucus. Yes. And, and being a person who supports a lot of those policies... Yes this strategy i don't feel like is going to work and so i feel like for the policies i actually want lower taxes less spending that they're doing a disservice to the policies that i really want to get done you know and so like on the gas tax that was mm-hmm. something i agreed with them on but i i just i think this method isn't the way we're going to get there. i agree with bill Igel on property tax probably everyone listening says we need to at least have some reform even if I don't we don't know about that but. even if we don't you should. Uh, even, <laughs> but, but, I mean, we couldn't we agree that maybe some reform in property tax? Let's oh, sure. do some incremental change. You know, let's I, think the, I, think the issue, I think the issue, what leadership says, I think everyone would like to cut taxes. But I, I think their, their problem is this bill is not uh, given a, a, a solution of how you're going to make up the money for that property tax. It seems to be, let's cut property taxes, do it. Okay, how are we going to make up this money in the short term? That seems to be the issue. I also think with the uh, Freedom Caucus uh, rally uh, today at the Capitol, I think that will give us a, a, a gauge of how supported they are in the state. I don't know that the protests gives you a gauge of how supported they are, but I will say, but like I guess 
my question for you, because you're you're further mm-hmm. away from mid-Missouri. You're over in St. <laughs> Louis. And so sometimes I feel like, I mean, we get all riled up about this and we're kind of like in a fishbowl. We're like on the inside. So like our average people and even, you know, your average person in Jeff City is watching because, you know, the state capital dictates a lot of the stuff here. Mm-hmm. The average person in Jeff City, I think, is, is paying closer attention than other folks. Are you hearing in St. Louis? And you're kind of, you know, in a in a circle. Sure. But just for people on the street, you think everyone else is watching as closely as we are? I don't think the the average Joe on the street is watching this. I think the political activists, the people that follow politics very closely are watching this. Uh, my wife is a member of the St. Louis County Central Committee, and there is a, uh, a lot of uh, debate going on on whether they should put out a resolution supporting what the Freedom Caucus um, is doing. Uh, as I said, Bill's getting a lot of, uh, getting a lot of uh, attention nationwide on this, and, and maybe that helps him um, with his 4%. I think, I, I, Stephanie, I have to disagree with you. I think today we'll kind of give a gauge of how much support they have. Look, it's a Tuesday. It's a weekday afternoon. Um, if a lot of people are taking off from work and coming up there and they have a pretty good crowd, I think that shows some support. I still believe that they are, that the, the MAGA base is supporting them more than anything. I don't think they have broad overall Republican support. Uh, we've got, uh, Hannah, you got some, some sound to play? Let's play a little sound here. <laughs> I without sleep. Number 13. People who laugh a lot are healthier than those who don't. I've I've heard that one as well. Laziness and inactivity kills just as many people as smoking. (laughs) Okay. Are we giving health advice? I'd prefer dad. Mm. Let's do jad jokes. At least then we could be entertained. <laughs> Ronald Reagan's biography, like uh, like I think Eigel did last session. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, I'm I'm working on getting Bill Eigel on later in the program today, and I want to get Bill's mm-hmm. input. But at this point, I I'm sorry. It, from a, from an uninfo- well, an unengaged. I don't. I'm, well, an engaged but untotally informed observer. I don't know. Maybe I speak for most or or not. Mm-hmm. It seems to me as though when Caleb Browden threw all of the bills into committee, let's get it going, guys, and then the guys cut off committee work with what appears to be non-substantive objections to gubernatorial appointments, I'm troubled by that. I, you know, I don't know. And the Freedom Caucus actually took credit for Caleb Brown referring all these bills, even though prior <laughs> to that, he said that they, he was going to do that anyway. Look, I, I uh, guest hosted on the morning show yesterday, uh, Dr. Tobin. We had Bill Eigel uh, on the show, and I asked him a couple of questions regarding some statements that Ronald Megan read. The one, of course, was the 11th commandment, thou shalt not speak ill of, a, of a, uh, another Republican. And the other one, the famous Ronald Reagan saying is, my 80% friend is not my 20% enemy. Now, Bill didn't address that quote, but he did address the quote about the 11th commandment, and he said that uh, Ronald Reagan would probably do what they're doing because uh, he wants good conservative uh, legislation passed and yeah. wants to see Republicans be Republicans. I don't know if I necessarily agree yeah. with that. Ronald Reagan you know, was a strong conservative, but he wasn't, uh, quote-unquote, an obstructionist type. Yeah, that doesn't square with Ronald Reagan's. If you get 80% of what you want, it's a great day, you know? I mean, (laughs) you can't have 100% of what you want, at least if you get it. It's an extremely rare event in this republic. Well, and what do you make of, like, the Freedom Caucus in D.C.? Because it seems like they had some momentum, they got the change they wanted, and now it seems like we're back exactly where we were and for and yeah. we didn't we just lost three weeks i mean are there lessons there 
well, here's the thing about the the, the the National Freedom Caucus. You know, Bob Good, he is, I forgot, he's, I think he's from Virginia. He's the chairman of the uh, Freedom Caucus there in the House. He's under fire because uh, because he supported uh, DeSantis during the primaries. And so uh, the Trump campaign is talking about that they're going to primary him. They're going to make sure that he doesn't, uh, doesn't win. They're going to make sure he's out of there. And he's chairman of the Freedom Caucus, and they're fighting among themselves with, with, with Trump. So I don't know. I think we all need to go and, uh, you know, study what happened in Afghanistan when we had the, the Northern Coalition and we had the Taliban and we had, that's what we're becoming tribal within the Republican ranks. This is not good. Chris underscore ARPS at Chris underscore ARPS on News Talk STL, uh, to our, uh, our friendly station to the east of us this afternoon on the uh, Jones and ARPS show. Hey, we'll be listening. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, guys. Wow. When we come back, I've got some sound on this crazy, crazy, crazy woman who just got $83 million from a judge, uh, from a jury in New York. We'll talk about it. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Listen to Wake Up Mid-Missouri from anywhere in the world by downloading our app for free. Six fifty-five at uh, seven ten. We're going to be uh, having a campaign announcement, and of course, it is that season when uh, things are going to be heating up, and people are going to be making their final, planting their final flag, and where they're going to be. So, uh, John Potter will join us in the studio. Be fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. So big announcement. Uh, I, I want to play this for you. This is E. Jean Carroll on the Rachel Maddow show, flanked by her attorneys after she had an eighty. Three million dollar award. I think it was eighty three point three. The vast majority of which were, were punitive. punitive damages, mm-hmm. right, from Donald Trump. For was this for the was this for the assault or for the defamation? Defamation. Okay, but it was all surrounding the fact that there was an assault trial, and and then he said that it didn't happen, and he sort of you know as he is wont to do made some pejorative terms about her. I thought she's a fairly public figure, though. I found that interesting. I thought, in general, isn't there a very high bar for public figures? Typically, yes. But anyway, a jury in New York City, big surprise, gave her award. And here's the way it unfolded. And I just wonder what you thought of this, because it didn't seem to me, having sadly been very too often around women who have had domestic abuse and sexual assault, um, they don't tend to respond like this, even when they've, you know, had... a usually a criminal you know prosecution and their their attacker has been jailed or whatever uh listen to this this just it struck me as strange you've talked about using some of trump's money you're about to get um to help shore up women's rights do you know what that might be what that might look like yes rachel yes tell me i had such such great ideas (laughs) for all the good i'm gonna do with this money okay so you think oh uh, and a, a shelter for domestic abuse, like our friend Ashley Emmel and her great people do at for True North, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it didn't go that way. First thing, Rachel, 
you and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely <laughs> new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Nothing. Rachel. Penthouse and uh, France? You want France? You want to go fishing nope. in France? No? Oh. All right. All right. Her lawyers look That's a joke. So uncomfortable. Now, her lawyers just said it's a joke. Yeah, they, they look they got really uncomfortable. Very troubled. So, Stephanie, if you put yourself in the in the position of an attorney where the the this gal is clearly unhinged, wouldn't that make you uncomfortable? And, and my understanding is that, I mean, first of all, we'll just say like I would never, you know, victims respond in different ways, and I'm not commenting yeah. at all on that. But I, I I thought this was still going up on appeal, and so in a pending case, I would still say don't say anything at all. Um, I don't know. It just they look they look disturbed. Yeah, very disturbed. I found it interesting. All right, when we come back, big campaign announcement on Wake Up Mid Missouri five seven three eight seven four ninety three ninety is the number. Thanks for being here.